Hey everybody, welcome to episode 122 of the Bono Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben BT. How you doing? Hello. Very good, thank you. Sorry uh, if I'm distracted this episode. I have uh, a lot of painting to do and no time. So. I was going to say, I'm not sure how many words we're going to get out of you, uh, but we'll come back to why that is in a second. <laughs> and we're also joined once again by T.O. Extraordinaire and Reasonable Rolling One Specialist, Ian Triple Power Triplo. Although, I feel like it wasn't that bad in our game. I I think I rolled a few critical run ones in turn one, two, four, five, and six. <laughs> Essentially, and back from his travels, we've got Miltonio Banderas up there. He is invisible today, but Milton, how you doing? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. Good. You sound infused. So before we uh, before we move on, <laughs> Ben, what what have you what have you got yourself into? What are you happy to declare on air? Uh. Well, I'm painting. Well, okay. Um, I, I basically, I, I've, I've, I'm trying to make painting a career right now, and so I'm taking on quite a lot of jobs with uh, uh, not a lot of time. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I will have more news to share on that. I think next time, um, maybe once I realise this is a terrible idea, <laughs> I should have learned after the neck runs. I mean, you guys are constantly reminding me not to do this. And to be fair, I'm not massively brilliant at following at like following your instructions, so I can't really say anything. Uh, you know, shoot shoot for your dreams, Ben. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Also, brushtie.com if you want to order a team. That's, that's not... <laughs> but just don't do it yet. Order a team now. <laughs> order order now. Order now. You'll you won't get it until after September. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually kind of tempted to order a team as we go oh, by on the episode. <laughs> Anyway, other than Ben's fortunate misfortune, uh, whoa, that is that just brings up trips. Hi, trips. What are we talking about today? Ben, this is you. Oh, you said trips. You confused me. Oh, it's because I, I pressed I pressed T and trips face came up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be talking about the Zevens draft that we played but didn't film um, uh, last weekend. <laughs> um, had a bit of technical issues, but we managed to get the games in, and it was a lot of fun. And I think there's generally quite a lot to say about it. So yeah, definitely. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll pick up the standard Blood Bowl news, check in with what everyone's been building, painting, and playing, and then Blood Bowl sevens. Okay, let's news, uh, guys. You're gonna have to back me up here. I have been uh, very absent over the last couple of weeks. I don't remember seeing anything from Games Workshop at all. Am I all right? Have I missed anything? Uh, a Nurgle dude. Oh yes. On sale, but I mean, this doesn't really count, does it? Yeah, the Nurgle version of the uh, the big chap from Austin Powers is available for order. Um, it is a brilliant sculpt, and I think as far as the Nurgle stars go, he's actually going to be quite useful on the line. But I think I don't know if that's going to be a, a top pick. Like it's a great model, and I think does a really good job as one of your your gluttons, but. Probably, probably a passable one, I reckon. Have there been any third-party responses to it? Normally, like people jump up, make something similar. 
Um, yeah, they've already been out, man. They're already out. Well, there we go. We'll, we'll have a look well. at one in a minute, actually. That uh, was when we go through some of the third-party stuff because it's a new month, so we've got a new Patreons kicking up. Uh, talking of Nurgle, Punga uh, have gone and done another Nurgle team, or at least the first part. So part one of their Swarm of Decay, They've gone Nurgle. This is much more of a classic Nurgle. Uh, they've gone with little flies everywhere. I think we had a look at this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? When we saw one of the preview images of um, like them being ridden around on by Nurglings. Actually, it was just the two they previewed. So the first release, you've got uh, three Rotter linemen, two Bestigors. Sorry, Pestigors. Uh, a fat lad. No, three Pestigors and a fat lad and the fattest lad. So not quite enough for a Nurgle team first time round. But you know what? The months are going by so quickly that I, I think I think I really like the way that these Patreons are dropping a team every other month. Like kind of like part one now, buy it, paint it. Part two drops, buy it, paint it, got a whole team. I think mm. it's a really cool way of doing it. It's quite nice spacing it out. Like it, it does make it a little bit more like easy to consume, I think. Yeah. Not overwhelming. Um, yeah, just a cool team. <laughs> just reminds me of the old dinosaur comics as well. You know, you used to get like a little part of a dinosaur every month, every oh, week. The first issue, two ninety nine. Yeah. The rest of fifteen pounds. Yeah, I think the worst one for those was like the Millennium Falcon magazine. There was like a hundred issues, and you're exactly right, Ben. The first one was a couple of quid, <laughs> and then it was like ten pound a magazine for four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, amazing and um, knowing they'd probably go go bust about four before the end and you'd be like oh so i'm missing the stand oh, oh. yeah oh did the games workshop still do their magazines like they did conquest oh, yeah. then they did well, age they did... of middle earth or whatever they've done a second run of them haven't they i well, thought there was like a whole new run i've not seen yeah them. At one stop. One stop is where I used to like, I'd pop in, I'd get whatever we needed, and I'd walk down the magazine aisle and I'd be like, ooh, do I need plastic that I will never use? I, I don't know. It might just be me because I, you know, I don't really leave the house anymore. But like, I feel like you don't see them in shops anymore and they're just reserved to like Forbidden Planet and everyone just pre orders them and they're basically just releases. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't know if they actually work like magazines anymore. If people are just like, "Oh no, this this issue's coming out in like four months. I'm going to put in a pre-order for seven issues." Of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. And I need the, that the model. Age, the, yeah. age, the Age of Sigma one was like lying around in Asda and stuff. Like the original. Yeah, Age of Sigma, and no one cares. Horrifically <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, true. Well, the cities of Sigma stuff they've shown this week has been it's oh, pretty so cool. Good. Yeah, yeah, take it back. I care a lot. But uh, Mill, I think you and I kind of agreed that it looks so much like War Machine stuff. Yeah, it does. It's got a bit of that aesthetic, doesn't it? It's cool. I, I like it. I do quite like it. I don't think I like it enough to get me into Age of uh, Misery, but it, it's it's still cool. They still look good. They take a jolly good brown coat of paint pretty well, I reckon. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, back to Nurgle. Punga team, they've dropped one, three Pestigors, a dude... A rot spawn, three little rotter boys, and they've done the tokens and a little mascot, which is this nurgly fly. I like the aesthetic. It's way more in line with Games Workshop, but you've got those big, smooth punga areas. Um, I Yeah, I mean, I like this. I mean, the Games Workshop team is really good, but this is, I think, just a really good alternative if you want a different, uh, a different nurgle team. I mean, the Ugni team, with like all the flowery goodness, is is insanely brilliant. But as far as like a simple alternative goes, I think this one's really good. So definitely yeah, the circus one. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I like the circus Aww. one. But I don't know. It's one of those ones where I think they went a bit too hard on theme. Um, mm. I'm just impressed that this is like the, the second team in a row that isn't pirates. Yeah, yeah, they're doing well. And they got the witch hunters and I know Gunpowder's coming out. So Ooh, that Kickstarter is gonna be beautiful. There, they've got that Kickstarter and then Grebo have got the uh the the Skaven and Underworld Kickstarter coming. So it's it's yeah. brewing up. I mean it's nearly August for goodness sake. So no, it's it's like it, nearly it's, it is it's, we're nearly done with August. Um <laughs> however this team is probably my favorite of the month so far which is the uh the owa team from ugni oh, part yeah. two complete with policemen so their first month they had the ogre and most of an owa team they fleshed it out massively in the second month with a couple of stars in there as well and the coach and the apothecary and the cheerleader and two policemen and uh, a dwarf from kaladesh basically uh and it's just yeah this is just absolutely brilliant um it it's just i just yeah the trees massive i love the trees i've, I've printed off loads of them already they're up on the shop and they're very popular this guy with the mustache is just excellent so do you know what they've got i don't know why it kind of like gives me a bit of a disc world vibe oh yeah, yeah i know what you mean i mean yeah. i haven't read this world but i know stuff about it yeah like the sort of really like exaggerated police kind of yeah, like, yeah, like uh, I don't know, like some of the artwork on maybe like on the front of the Discworld books, it's, it's a bit reminiscent of that. I quite, I quite like it. I like how yeah. the uh, the Blood Bowl third parties are kind of getting their carving their niche out. You know, like you've got Punga doing kind of simplistic and generally speaking pirate themed stuff. You've got Ugni going in like the heavy stylized way and maybe kind of branching out to Discworld. You've got Brute Fun just being excellent. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's really good. Uh, but this team i just think is brilliant um i could you know i could see playing some owa i don't know i might have to get trips to coach me in that well the nice thing about this team is because they've got so many nice unique models that's what you need for an owa team because you will end up probably using every position or at some point in some kind of frustration style of can i get a team to work so having all of those come together as a team that's what an owa team's about it really is that mix and match of bits and pieces um so i think that works i think it works really well as a theme and i think it will work really well to to run in the league because you'll you'll want to add more miniatures in and i think what we've all learned over the last month is that having a team of individual miniatures that you are enjoying painting <laughs> the one of ofs i think uh yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, this Ugni release has just dropped a whole bunch of positionals for the next time we do a Blood Bowl draft. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Ugni came in clutch for that. I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it really did. Yeah, uh, so that's really good stuff. Um, Realm of Paths have done a big beastie chaos team. Now, this is, uh, this dropped, well, with all the house moving stuff, I haven't had a chance to actually get this onto the plate yet. I've printed off all the other ones, and I'm really impressed. I've got a little stack of stuff here ready to do some printer pitches potentially at the weekend. Um, but the Realm of Paths guys are crushing teams out, and they've gone for a Chaos team that is much darker than, I think, their other teams. So these are the guys that did that great team, Tomb King team. Mm. Yeah. And this looks like a comic book of chaos 
if you were to say if you were to pick up a comic that was about chaos blood bowl i think this is exactly what you'd expect and the style is brilliant too the troll face the ogre face um so they've got full-on team here with a bunch of chaos warriors a bunch of beastmen and each of the big guys and it is just i love the plate faces of the uh the yeah, chaos awesome. yeah and it's like funny. compensated for head protection but completely neglected the uh the <laughs> <laughs> abs of steel armor 10 plus gonna be corn yeah it's funny you say comic book there is a blood bowl comic book series and it does look very much like that artwork there is yeah oh, well i think i better go buy something <laughs> to, what's uh, that i've off, heard of that off to the brush the ones in the spike. yeah uh the well okay they're graphic no novels are they graphic novel um, versions of the books, or are they just? Uh, I can't remember exactly, but I know they exist. I've seen them. That's interesting. Uh, there's fifteen of them. Killer Contract, they're called. Amazing. Ah, oh, well. that'll be uh, the first thing we pick up for the studio next month. <laughs> Put it on the shelves. Trips is there. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Um, anyway, Roma Pass, we've got another cool Chaos team. Uh, it's been a while. I mean, Milton, we were talking about this the other, the other month, weren't we? Like, there's only there's not a huge amount of good old alt Chaos teams out there for 3D printing. And now we had the Fanath one. Oh. Uh, and then Torchlight dropped what I think is a really good one. Realm of Pass dropped a pretty good one. The, the amount of teams that are coming out are pretty much covering all of the gaps very, very quickly. There's so much variety now, isn't there? Hmm. So that's cool as well. So that's Realm of Paths and can't skip out Torchlight. I do love their unique takes on stuff. Well, that is just a bright white screen. Oh. Yep, my mini factory doing its thing. I do not oh, yeah. wish to do this. I wish for you to open the image in a new tab, please. There we go. Have been my mini factory and they've updated it too and it's just got a little bit worse so um torchlight have dropped a necromantic and under is a necromantic and undead or just necromantic just necromantic even though they've got whites so you've got ghost lads you've got werewolves you've got golems you've got a whole bunch of zombies they do have ghosts i've seen the ghosts because so i thought the team was actually quite good there's the oh, ghosts there yeah yeah i mean it's torchlight so Talking of, you know, of saying like each of these guys have kind of developed their own style. Uh, Grebo have that World of Warcraft vibe to them, right? And Torchlight yeah. just have this yeah. nonsense cartoon. Everything is kind of exaggerated. Everything is... Just, they are outrageously fun to paint. They are, you know, a little bit too cartoony in some ways. But in some ways, like with the golems. <laughs> They're just I mean, bang on. The necromantic, like this, yeah. this style is just perfect. Yeah. So I think this works. I love this. This is probably my favorite Torchlight team. The, and they're I really think... distinctive positionals as well. You can They're fun, yeah. but you can instantly tell them. You're not going to get them mixed up or, or go, oh, what is that? And I think the best thing of all is the ghouls are not eight pieces with separate legs oh, God, and yeah. arms yeah. and heads. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The the whites are cool, but those bones are th they're thinnier. They're thinny and skinny, and I think that might be a, a challenge for printing. Uh -huh. Like, I love the Brute Fun Undead team, but when you are printing skeletons, they are really prone to... Not, not 
failure, like print, they'll print out fine, just taking taking them off yeah. the sprues. Support removable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't anybody say, oh, put it in hot water, because the whole thing will just. <laughs> that doesn't help when you're doing skeleton stuff. Uh, so, another great team from those guys. Uh, then we've got one Kickstarter at the moment. I know we've got the Grebo and the Punga one upcoming. I've only just stumbled across this a minute ago when i typed in fantasy football into kickstarter because that's how prepared i am today um and we've got fantasy football star players draft yeah so i've i had a, a mail about this a while ago i think these are old minis that the guys who are running the kickstarter got the license for them back so they're now kickstarting them again oh so we've got so this looks like they might be stretch goals so these are the stretch goals and oh it's these teams so these are the guys who did or at least these stls were done by the guys who did the ill-fated uh world war ii themed teams that caused a bit of oh a... yeah yes, yeah the... nobody uh oh yeah ben do you remember this the ones on the sprue oh yeah Oh my god, I remember this. I remember when you rinsed this idea. Are you bringing it back? Oh man. Um, that's what you want with your 3D print is the worst aspect of plastic injection molding <laughs> <laughs> and extra resin cost. And oh, wow. They've even Incredible. put little nubbins on the top of the sprues for just that. Are they even like, they included mold lines as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not space dwarves. Uh, <laughs> elf blitzers, elf team's okay, the dwarf team's okay, cheerleaders quite good. Oh, yeah, there was yeah, that Kickstarter, got, wasn't it? Yeah, I've got the cheerleaders, they're, they're quite good as individual minis. I mean, their their detail is good, not great. The and they printed out fine, I, I found so they're they're slightly small on the scale. Um, all right, I do like this though they've brought them back and they're just trying to share them out to generate funds to create more stuff which is very kickstarter like this is the thing with with kickstarters they've kind of gone away from like a, hey we've got this idea we'd like some money to help make it to hey we've made this we'd like to use kickstarter to distribute it um yeah we don't want to overproduce yeah yeah remember the good old days of kickstarters not arriving 30 minutes to 40 minutes after you've backed it <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair they wait at least two days that's about it now uh, okay that's cool i mean it's from a dollar it's so i mean that's pretty good and you get teams cheerleaders and of course the draft star players from the stretch goals wow okay that's i could do that i'm gonna print you one of these sprues ben and, and I'm going to sculpt mold lines onto them. Oh, I'm just going to gonna take it, put the whole thing into 3D Builder, move it 0.1 mil off the center, slice, <laughs> do the same on the other side, slice, and just compress it on there so we get like a nice, yeah. Oh, God. I actually really like the dwarves. The dwarves look like um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah they really are. Yeah. And it's a, it's a brilliant vibe. Right, that I think is everything from a Blood Bowl news point of view at the moment. Uh, there is a, a couple of things kicking about. Yeah, this is. I'm I'm really Ooh. excited for this. 
have you have you have you seen any inklings and bits coming around from Worms the board game from Mantic? I've only seen pictures, so you're gonna have to show me. There's not a huge amount out yet. There's just that one picture of a hex-based Worms board game uh, okay. that they kind of teased a couple of bits at Gen Con, and it's Worms. I I grew up playing Worms, like. It's up there with Command and Conquer as being like just some of the best gaming of my childhood. Oh yeah, same. I I, I used to my favorite was Worms 3D on PC, ah. where you kind of like control them across the 3D and you would just like super sheep your way to victory and you <laughs> yeah. could like pilot the sheep like plane. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, Worms Armageddon for life. That's the one. So uh, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up everything in news. Is there anything else kicking around, guys? You've seen or heard rumors of coming down the pipeline? Uh, I've heard rumors of vampires. I don't know if anyone else has. <laughs> Lots of rumors of vampires. And on that front, we haven't gone through the Brute Fun team yet. Is because uh, Brute Fun was trying a new software angle, and it's um, to it's clever. What he was trying to do was to set up his STLs as uh puppets so that he could use the 3d software to like put them into better positions um uh, didn't quite go the way he wanted to so he binned it off and has just dropped some of the best vampire sculpts ever but they're not quite out yet on uh, on his patreon so we'll definitely be covering them next week and i probably have a print to pitch up because he's done some outrageous work and i feel like this year is going to be the year of the vampires because there is a lot of 3d a lot of th third party vampire work being done we've got brute fun working on that release now or at least the first half of it like ben said punga are doing a witch hunter and vampire team uh kickstarter that's coming up soon uh, I am so excited to see the third-party takes on the Vampire team because, obviously, there's so much rumour about Games Workshop bringing them out. Every team Games Workshop have touched, they've tweaked, they've changed, they've done yeah, a thing. Yeah, so risky. And it is just so exciting to see. Ah, like, for Brutti, he's good to go because he's like, they bring out a new positional, I make model. I dispatch model, mm -hmm. you know, and I yeah. think that'll be okay. Punga... I think with the way they do a Kickstarter, that could be that could be really challenging. Um, yeah, it's definitely a bold take. I I I think it's like I don't know. I don't know when they're launching it. I think it's maybe next month. But um, they uh, like I mean, this could drop at like the worst possible time yeah. if the rumors are true. I, I would I probably would have waited till after if 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 they you know if there's any more news then. Yeah, it's really yeah, tricky I don't know. because in the ideal world, they drop it, the news comes out, they update the Kickstarter, and bang, you're like, oh, well, we'll get it. The worst possible thing is the Games Workshop drop a team change 24 hours into the beginning of the Kickstarter. Yeah. Out, yeah. <laughs> so, like, from a bit of a, a hot take point of view, do you think that the hype or the expected vampire team is going to help these third-party teams producing vampires, or do you think it's going to hinder it? As we, I, I just, I think, because Milton, you messaged us this morning being like, today I'm excited for a vampire team in the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know why. <laughs> just like this morning, I was just sat there like contemplating it, and I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be great, isn't it? And I think, I think I'm caught up in that excitement a little bit, like seeing all the renders and things of all the stuff that's coming up. Um. Yeah, the, the Punga one's a real risk. And they've already got a vampire team, haven't they? 
you know, a this is really their, good vampire team. Yeah, this, this this isn't even their first one. So the fact that they're going to release another one before the rules come out is, well, potentially is is um, yeah. That's an interesting one, isn't it? But I mean, if they drop a Kickstarter and then they they literally put a caveat in there that is, if you back a vampire team, uh, we'll update it so that when you receive your team, you'll have the complete package. But again, that's really they did that with Amazon's, didn't they? Yeah, and where Games did as well. They produced some. Oh no, um... it wasn't sorry. It was Norse. It was Norse. Norse. Yeah, <laughs> when they had their Kickstarter with like, Amazon's and Norse, they included the Amazon positionals. Uh, a couple of the Amazon ones in with the Norse release as like um, a top up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. That's, Pretty sure they did that. That's a good way of doing it. I also think that there's potential for the Games Workshop team itself to be really nice if they kind of follow along the lines of the um, Underworlds vampire sort of sculpts. Yeah, and, and if they can kind yeah. of keep that aesthetic and bring that into like the, the, the like a blood bowl team, I think they could be a really good choice for the team. Uh, I'm kind of hoping they are. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. There's going to be so much to choose from, isn't there? I mean, when it comes to them shaking up the rosters, I guess if you look at what they've done with the last few teams, they've you know introduced a beer bore. So I think we've talked about this before with the with the vampires, and we like if they introduce bat swarms or uh, a you know, one of the, the like the cave dwelling Strigoi vampires is an extra positional, um, like kind of like an Ulthwer in a positional or something like that. It wouldn't be like it wouldn't be massively difficult for them to do what Ben's just said they did with like the Norse time team and just be like, and here's a couple of models for that extra positional that that you, you know that they've added in or whatever they tweak with it. Um and that, I mean, I guess the real thing is the the only thing that would stitch them hard on this one, which would be, which would be spicy, is if the vampire roster like really changed. Because mm. mm. at, at the moment you've got six vampires and dudes, right? So we're kind of, you know, we're expecting some positionals or some changes to to, to vampires, but for that to be kind of like the lizard man black orc split of. Your, your line muggles and your other special dudes i yeah. i mean the only way maybe could... maybe a couple of beer bats <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. if they go down the line of a, a load of bats and a, another couple of positionals then you what, what if they go what if they what if they really change it up and lean into the old uh the the old warhammer law like with the um von Karsteins, where the vampires themselves were were really kind of rare but their teams were made up not teams their armies were made up of undead stuff so the only mm. thing that i could see them oh. like causing a big issue is if they're like you actually end up with two vampires like the banshees from the um the ghost team and actually the rest of the roster is made up of like feral vampires and zombies or ghosts or something like that if they let into it, the kind of like the spooky drakfels drakenfels angle yeah i mean that's an interesting take on it i've always kind of felt like six vampires seems like a lot of vampires hanging around doesn't it they're always supposed to be kind of the uncommon yeah they're like, like a lord aren't they yeah, yeah. A, a single vampire is like a noble or it's like, like also of, it's like in, the beginning of the underworld movie uh, at the moment with the roster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, club. It, yeah, wasn't it like the like the Blade um, nightclub scene? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I'm pretty sure it's like Vlad that's like, 
like he doesn't like he you know he's on top of the pile there he doesn't like having any of the other vampires like taking over or being around and yeah you're right he's like the majority of his forces and everything are just undead creatures so i mean that was mm. me just kind of extrapolating what what would fit in the theme and would hurt the third parties the most i'm sure that's not games workshop angle here uh because actually the vampire roster is actually pretty fun and it's not it doesn't massively need much tweaking it just needs a bit of spice and it's good to go if that's all they wanted to do but if they could just be like and now you've got in a box two vampires four ghouls two ghosts and thralls and it's like yeah. oh Oh, oh, you know, like skeleton champions, white lords, or something, and you're just kind of like, oh, oh, that's very different. And then Punga and brute fun have to just have a real bit of a a change of direction. If if they did that though, they'd have to get rid of the um, oh, what's the bitey mechanic called? Animal savagery, bloodlust. Bloodlust, yeah. Because I mean, there's rumors swirling, isn't there, that bloodlust is coming back as like a special rule just for them but i mean it's rumors so who knows i can see them doing that but yeah. animal savage animal savagery it doesn't necessarily matter to does it so much if they keep with that is that right i'm thinking right yeah yeah if they get if you had like undead minis and stuff with them and if they went the kind of strigoi route with bestial vampires or something you know, I'm thinking like Ulfware and Oppositionals because I love an Ulfware and Oppositional. And Games Workshop loves strength four hitters at the moment. Um, they do. And again, I guess a vampire team is, you know, mostly strength four positionals. Um, you really have to think about what they can fit in a sprue in a box, really. Because there, there, there was a rumor as well. I don't know whether that's still floating around about them having a big guy. But I'm sure we know. talked about that at some point. I I find we've been that asking for that for years. Yeah, you I can't it... see that happening though. Oh, yeah, big guys wouldn't come on a sprue. No, 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 but I mean, like, just I I can't see them adding a big guy to the vampire team because, like, the vampires are supposed to be the big guys anyway, aren't they? I know they're like physically not big, but they're supposed to be like high strength, like star players. So, would you really want to add like something bigger than that on on the team? Yes. Ask Renegade. Yeah. 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 Are you asking me if I want a big guy for Blood Bowl? <laughs> yes, I'll have three, please. Yeah. I'm still waiting for a big guy on a high elf team when they do the re-release of that. <laughs> to go with the strength for uh, White like a Worming. Yeah. Yeah, how good would that be? That would be cool, actually. Avatar of Kane. Well, that that is just wrong wrong just the wrong race there milton come on what the high elves yes oh they summoned kane didn't they that's like what the whole island there's for well yeah and then the guys who summoned kane left hard and painted everything purple yeah but you know <laughs> much and much alike yeah, but no, yeah, an avatar, I mean, Hyle was on the Phoenix route. That would be quite an interesting take, wouldn't it? Like a couple of, like, leap like, Phoenix <laughs> wing Firebird, lads. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I feel like every Blood Bowl team is now getting, like, little pets. I think it's because I back one-page rules, and they've done this thing now where they, they're, adding, they're adding buddies to all their sculpts. So, like, their most recent, uh, their most recent Empire releases have got, like, these little octopus 
in places and like little birds and things, little boars as like their mascots. It's really cool. Hey, Games Workshop are doing it too. Like they love a, a little guy meme. Yeah, I mean we saw yeah. it with the the most recent cities of um, cities of War Machine releases that they've done. Oh, I didn't see this earlier. Hmm. I've been busy today. I haven't seen the. Uh, I haven't seen what's going on in Warhammer. Uh, yeah. They what are they called? Um, gargoyleans. Oh yeah, the gar yeah. That's what. Yeah. Here we go. Gargoyleans. Little gargoyle hounds. Uh, because this little one in the middle, people oh, are saying, oh. looks like Peachy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's I, pretty good. I thought it was awesome. Ah, I love it. Anyway, yeah. So, I don't know. It was interesting to see that third parties are delving into vampires. Um, it's risky. I like it. My question to you guys was, is it a good market for it? Like, the hype is great, yes. But does that make you want to buy? Uh, Well, yeah, because we tend to get everything. But, like, um, <laughs> the... Uh, what, I would, what I was going to say on, on that is... Uh, the trying to preempt the release i just feel is risky because i don't think it really stops anyone if the release comes first like i mean they're doing pretty well with all the teams that they're making which exist and trying to like get ahead of the games i, I just think it's like people will get both <laughs> like or people will just choose not to get the games workshop one because they'll be like oh well you know refund will do one in next month but I, I i don't know i don't know if it's worth the risk of like preemptively sculpting it yeah um, it, it is really interesting from that point of view like from a marketing point of view it's not it's not at all gonna hurt games workshop no i mean do, well do you think it will because the blood bowl we i guess for me third party teams you can get a team to run and it's fine but sometimes they drop a third party team and you're like I'm locked in. This is my team, and then if someone else produces one, you're like, "No, I've got a, I've got a team that I run of this one. Like, I'm, I'm really happy with this one. I don't need another one." Mm. That does happen, and with the, the quality of the third party stuff, I don't know. I think I can potentially see someone picking up the brute fun vampire team, and then if Games Workshop do release theirs, and it's not, you know, completely different, I, I guess I can at that that kind of scope see them go. Nah, I've just painted up my brute fun one. I'm good, which I think would potentially be the first time we really feel or could see third party impact on Games Workshop sales. I think the way I see it is, dedicated printers will be like, it's an extra month. I can get a team for let. I can get a team for less money um, and more people, more different in a month at most. Like, it's not going to take these guys more than a month. So if they're dedicated to printing, they'll do that. If they're enthusiasts, they might just get both, and they'll get both anyway. And if they're just Games Workshop, they'll, they're not interested in the printing market. Like, yeah, they're you, purists. You, so that's why right. I just feel like it's like, I, I don't know if these markets really cross over that all that much, um, or more than people might think. Or sorry, less than people might think. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have taken the risk if it was me. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. We did a podcast about this, didn't we, last mm. year? Like, is it safe to buy into Teams of Legend? And I mean, ultimately, <laughs> it's not. Uh, but it is fun. 
because you get yes. that you get that new exciting thing that that we, we, we wow, we've been waiting for for a year now and, and hey, that's a big like, big thing isn't it because if you if you look back to when we did that last year and went well would you want to do one now no it could be the next team well if you'd done it then you'd have probably got a year's worth of play out of it yeah oh. exactly i mean there might not even be vampires and then people can be using these vampire teams for like three more years <laughs> you know vampires might vampires might be slam oh when did they last update slam wow shots fired but fair I, enough that would be the best news is if it's not vampires that would yeah like, no, the laugh. best news is if they bring back space frogs like ben's just said <laughs> yeah like just that would just be amazing oh we need more third parties to do slam team because the punga team is just is it's a plus it's brilliant but a more gribbly old school space frog vibe from brute fun or ugni oh be still my beaten dice <laughs> that, that would be amazing i want all i just want um like the new slan like sorry like the you know the fat slan get get the fat slan on their little like floating chairs and that's your pogo stick and just have a team of fat slans i think that would be great fun <laughs> straight yeah straight five edge five plus uh little ones little ones oh little ones little fat slan yeah strength three fat slans think... and then have a big slan as your crocs as the big daddy yeah oh man does anyone else remember this Gene Steeler Patriarch oh model from, Hunt, from, oh. from Space Hulk back in the this 80s. So was this when they had like the limo? Yeah, this was when they had yeah. the limo. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So, Blood Bowl. Oh, man. Look at these. Oh, oh, these models were just so bad. Right. <laughs> but they're so beautifully charming to do with them i actually don't like the new gene stealers their arms just keep getting longer and longer and longer in each iteration really? i think they look great mm. i think they look phenomenal their, their arms are just too long i don't, oh, I don't I love understand it. i don't understand uh this model however the patriarch is 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 it's just... a great model yeah that just looks like it's straight out of a video game pretty oh. sure it is well yeah the space hulk ones oh did mm. you guys ever play the space hulk pc games uh, only the terrible FPS. Ezekiel, purge this room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, there's uh, there's some fun rumors that when they get to forty out forty of these models, that's when they're going to release Old World or announce oh. the release of Old World. So what is this count? Oh, because it's forty years of war. Okay, yeah, right. Okay, or announce Old World for the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. Um, talking of things third parties are waiting on. Base sizes <laughs> right, for yeah. Old World would be lovely. And a release date for Epic would be great too. Yeah, that got pushed back, didn't it? It did get pushed yeah. back. Uh, what was the rumour? Why was it... What, do you guys remember what the... Production on that. Was it yeah. books? Something to do with printing books? I think I think it was... Oh, no, no. I think it's literally just like miniature production. I think yeah, they can't think keep they up just... with demand. Yeah. That's never stopped them before. Yeah, supply and literally supply, and so it was pushed outside of out, outside of August was the uh, official news. That's good. That gives me time to build the uh, the shed, so that's nice. <clears throat> Doing some studying on concrete, but I feel like we've tipped off news. And before we head head into hobby, just want to say a massive thank you out there as ever to our Patreons and YouTube members who support us, and for everyone else who likes the show, subscribes, shares, 
takes part or uh, picks up prints and things from the uh, the YouTube shop. We massively appreciate it. Um, content has been a bit slow over the last month because it's it's all about how smooth for me at the moment. But let me tell you, I cannot wait to just not have to move the cameras around and screw up the cables every time we try and film. Um, I just, yeah, just a few more weeks will be all set up and then hopefully we can just get some really lovely live stream games and start really just having a brilliant time without having to upset my wife because the living room is now full of cameras and crap uh <laughs> that'd be nice uh we did have a chat about it and i was like well look she was like why are you so you know why why is why is the shed such a priority and i was like well because every time i want to film i have to do it in the dining room and i'd really not like i, I just i don't think we want that she was like no we don't the shed is a priority i was like <laughs> so i've been looking up concrete for the 15 square meter base ah it's all good anyway that'll be coming soon but for now it's time for hobby okay hobby time games printing playing buying priming mostly priming what are we up to guys anything fun uh yeah i've i've played a bunch um actually i've played a game since the last podcast i think what, what week is it <laughs> um <laughs> the summer of board games continues for Ben. you have yeah, got no, like I... a, a gaming like yeah best that is your life i had, I had a few um i actually had a game last night with uh green skin phil um legend um agreed he came he came over and we had a practice world cup game because he's pretty local so um yeah it was good around my high elves against his underworld with our rosters that we're taking to alicante okay and um, don't tell us the outcome yeah. guys guess the score green skin fill with underworld versus blood tithe and high elves um, i'm gonna go two or one to the undead okay oh, underworld oh, underworld, underworld. Uh, I don't know, two all. No, no, no. Oh, I think Trips is probably right there. I want to say three, two shootout. Um, okay, what was the score, Ben? What was the score? It was two ones Wonderworld. Ah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's a really tough game, actually. Um, I, I, I'm still going to take it positively because Greenskin Phil is an immense player, and uh, especially with Underworld, um, and. Um, it was a it was a hard fought two one. Um, it was it, he he received the ball um, first drive and uh, I really ground him down. There were a couple of opportunities where I think I'm not gonna have to steal it. Um, screwed up a pass which was annoying um, and I ended up giving the ball to his players again. And Parsons when it, like <laughs> well, it was a five up plus, uh, pass, but um, yeah, I ended up going out of the pitch back on bounced around a bunch of players and then his throw caught it and it was just like oh brilliant um <laughs> so uh gimme at that point isn't it yeah so he managed to recover he squeezed out uh one touchdown then i had a turn which was good because let me get like, i had a turn eight so i had two chances at my knockouts which was great so they all came back on for the second half um i immediately scored a two turn a touchdown to equalize it went back to him and um he just demolished me. The setup on the line and his rat ogre went crazy. He has a mighty blow blitzer, just went crazy. 
and it was just like, okay, knockout, casualty, knockout. Then every turn, oh. he caged up the ball. Um, every turn, it was just pretty much me trying to break yeah. into a cage and just him removing pieces. Um, and it just became like a grind, really. Um, there were a couple of opportunities I had which were made, which got a bit squeaky, um, but um, yeah, fortunately not enough, and he got the two one. But it was yeah, I made him made him fight for it, so it was a good. That's a good the game. downside think... with with edge teams is once they cage up and check you, you kind of end up it, it, you you got nothing to do except bang your own head against their wall and hope it breaks. Because the thing is, you just need a cheeky 5-plus dodge in, a cheeky 1 or 2 die block, it pops it out, and then you are a 2-plus pickup away from a touchdown most of the time. So it, it's mm -hmm. it's in your best interest to be like, right, well, let's try the 2-up die blitz, because this could crack it yeah. open. And it leaves you with no other play, but statistically, you then just demolish your own team. Yeah, I, I, this is yeah, it's, this the curse and of the edge team. Without the big guy, like Milton was saying, every team should have a big guy, like vampires. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> especially the elves uh but you know let's not let's not get the elves mixed up again milton uh that'll really upset the ulthuran players um yeah no oh man that's a tough one I it mean, was good good experience yeah i think if it was world cup i would have played for the draw like been a little bit more just defensive mm -hmm. and um we went through afterwards about like one turn touchdown scenarios with the team um which was actually really useful so he was just sort of like showing how you can do it with like the movement eight catches um so it's like if you did play that defensive like pressure grind where you don't throw people in you just sort of you know stay the one square back and slow them down yeah if they're pressured to score then you might have a cheeky turn to get like a one turn or even yeah. just two turn touchdown and yeah bring it back so that's, that's yeah. awesome that's really 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 good uh so uh we had our draft day we played some games we'll talk about that in a minute otherwise hobby wise i don't think I've played any games. I don't think I've played any video games. I think I've just been building a, a house, which has been really fun today. I got to do That's some like plumbing. super big hobby. Yeah, proper <laughs> hobby. I'm very excited to show uh, you guys when it's finished. I will be doing the floor in the kitchen tomorrow because all the cool stuff starts turning up soon. I've got the big American fridge turning up on Sunday. Uh, then we've got the range cooker coming in. So it's um, it's been good. Um but yeah, it's all been house stuff, which has been lovely. And we met our neighbours, and they're just oh, so they're so nice, and they've got a golden retriever. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, I could hear him barking outside, and it sounded just like my mum and dad's dog. It literally sounded like Doug. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is, that is. And they they keep bees at the bottom of their garden as well. So I, oh, cool. I looked oh. out the garden uh, yesterday, and there was just like three of them in beekeeper suits down the end of the garden. I was like, that's peculiar but all right i won't host, some, host some D, &D sessions with fresh mead <laughs> oh, i don't like honey but i do like mead real mead is that's absolutely, odd because mead is just honey that's <laughs> absolutely where it's at you should borrow the beekeeper's outfit and go into the printer shed like that and they'll be like oh he keeps bees as well no <laughs> actually the, the the current that house came with the shed it shed needs a little bit of work but it's it's definitely usable nice six by ten shed like it's a, it's a chunky boy down the bottom of the garden but the bottom of the garden we're really lucky uh it, it there's no houses at the bottom of the garden it is just trees but it's british summertime and it is properly murkwood 
uh, out oh. there at the moment. So I'm like looking at the shed. And I like open the door. I'm like, wow, this shed looks great. And then I look a little bit further. And I'm like, this is a mob spawning point. Like this is all <laughs> this is. Like this is a tower defense game. And I'm like, right, I need a hazmat suit. So I'm going to, because I had one when I lived in Christchurch to do the gardening, because I used to have really bad hay fever. So I got myself a hazmat suit. So um, funny. That must have scared your neighbours so bad. Yeah, lived You're next out there door just watering the flowers. <laughs> two, two really old ladies on either side, because it was Christchurch. And I just remember they'd just be like, oh, God, are you all right, Ben? I was like, doing the gardening. Like, <laughs> gardening. Oh, it's wicked. <laughs> so, yeah, need to pick up a hazmat suit so I could operate and clean out the shed um but then well, i'm not far off now guys like the kitchen should be finished by the end of this week uh carpets coming in a week and a half all new carpet in the house and then that should be it which means it's nearly time for the shed and that's where the real fun happens uh oh. so yeah that's that's gonna be outrageous fun so you should document it vlog it or something actually you've got enough on don't do that well, no, when it comes but, um, to the house being done, Tiff and I can move in, Tiff can start nesting, and, and everything's fine at that point. If it's just if it's just me sorting out the shed, like it's like that's 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 when my internal stress comes down a bit and I stop waking up in the middle of the night screaming. Uh which was uh, an interesting twist today. <laughs> that was quite fun. Yeah, just woke Living up. Living like, next to Mercord will do that. Yeah, we just yeah. Go, ah, 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 jumped out of bed like in the middle of the night. Just like, are you all right? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, but it's probably my fault because the last three days I've been at the house just dusk till dawn with listening to uh, UFO and paranormal po podcasts and stuff. So uh, it, it, you, you pushed yourself into the uh, uh, right mental space for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my resting heart rate is like 80 at the moment. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wired. But no, that's good. Uh, so yeah, no, um, I resisted the urge to buy more Mantic boats and Toyman at the weekend only because I was carrying stuff. This is the really good thing. When we film it in Toyman, because on the way out, we do the whole like manly thing of we can do this in one trip. Uh, we end up with like arms full of stuff, which means I, I, I miss my opportunity to buy mantic ships uh but that's okay that's okay because we've got lots of 3d printing on the go because there's some very nice models coming out this month uh so yeah that's that's been me the last couple of weeks and will probably continue to be me for the next couple of weeks oh excuse me uh milk trips any games or cool hobby uh well i've been sorting through my backlog i'm slowly getting there i'm almost done Getting everything off the sprue, built, magnetized. I've put together some more magnetic boxes because they're always fun. And yeah, uh, I've been using the airbrush a little bit more, which has been really nice. And yeah, but obviously painted up the uh, the draft team, which I really enjoyed. That was like really therapeutic. And yeah, I don't know. I just had like a lot of fun, like particularly painting like a huge variety of models. I think, you know, something like that... Um, OWA team you showed earlier. I think that could be really good fun to paint for that exact reason. Well, I like all quite different. It's like the, so, the uh, A team for Blood Bowl. I'm sure I can find a. Oh, I need to ship your Dungeon Bowl team, so I could probably sneak a little uh, OWA team in there as well. Yeah. That's uh, uh, that's not it though, is it? No, this is. You <laughs> mentioned uh, have third party got on it with a Nurgle boy yet? 
and uh, oh, okay. Ugni actually did drop this lad. Um, he looks like Juggernaut. From he X-Men. does. He looks like a postulant <laughs> Juggernaut. That's, That's an excellent, cool, excellent little model. He's not yeah. this one. He's actually massive. It's uh, it's very cool. Ugni continuing to really push. I think the Boney Awards are going to be very special this year. Oh yeah. It will be a long episode. <laughs> well, we're going to do. I've, I've had an idea of how to do it differently this year. I think what we do is uh, we get together in December and we each make a nomination for each of the categories, and then we put that out to a vote for viewers. So, oh, okay. on stream. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, no, not on stream. We'll we'll do a Google sheet before. Oh right, uh, okay. We yeah, can be yeah. like, and the nominations are these, 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 and you guys have voted this as the model of the year, or this is the team of the year, or this is the Punga Kickstarter from 2019 again, Ben. Um... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, those chaos are pretty good. Uh, very good, especially the way you've painted them as well. And how about you, Trips? Uh, so painting was basically the draft team uh that was a definite uh in typical style of having weeks and weeks to prepare for it uh <laughs> i think the week beforehand we were all doing the same thing and painting them rapidly uh then managed to uh get some assembly in last week so got some uh oh necromunda jet bikes yeah, yeah jet bikes Oh, that's so really sick. nicely. So that was that was a uh, good fun. Put them together, uh, whilst reading a bit of the new, without doubt, heaviest core rule book I've ever got, which is the new <laughs> Munda book. So uh, yeah, that could squash many a tr- many a large spider. And then entirely uh, your fault, Ben. Uh, I popped back into yes. tournament to pick up some dice molds so i have a, a load of resin that uh, is just looking at me going use me use me use me so uh, uh i think my nieces and nephews who have got very much into dungeons and dragons will be getting their own customized dice in the not too distant future anything, oh, that's awesome. anything to avoid rolling one strips oh absolutely <laughs> i might just like paint over the one <laughs> or just call it a trips <laughs> bring your um Bring your moulds with you to the next Blood Bowl session and just forge a new die. If the, uh, yes. Every, the every player. Player. That's it. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm having a new die, so uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be quite good. And I've been doing my best to avoid looking at Boulder's Gate, and I'm not doing very well on that. And I, oh, God, I, I know, right? I can, oh. I can see the succumbing coming in the... Uh, the, the next couple of days but i've i've done well so far i've got to wednesday without succumbing yeah. into it yeah i was talking to brutie about that the other day and uh it's a it's a it's a it's a big um productivity sink i'm i'm scared although i think milton was saying that uh handheld gaming handheld gaming is very useful when you've got a, a very young kid uh and that's means i could probably bust it out when it comes around to uh to child arriving time and it being a useful one to um to pick up at that point sorry i'm just uploading the pictures to there for the game so yeah uh, i don't envisage uh, much uh, happening but other than that Pretty good stuff. Right. Shall we talk about the thing that we all kind of have been working on, which is the draft? 
Okay, so we got together at the weekend in order to play through uh, the Blood Bowl draft. So a few episodes ago, we drafted our teams, which was great, uh, with a view of live streaming the games. Unfortunately, um, we had some tech issues, and mostly because of cables. And I don't know if I brought the wrong cable. or I, I have the cameras, like, they're all set up. And this cable goes here, and it works when it goes here, and you've got to plug them in in a specific order. Um, it's like a really bad app game, or like one of those Facebook things that you see pop up and be like, 99% of people who are psychopaths can solve this. And you're like, okay, I don't understand. Um, well, anyway, I wasn't psychopathic on the day and couldn't solve it. And for some reason, one of the cameras just didn't work. Uh, so um, got a little bit stressed, and we decided it wasn't worth it, and we would just hang out and play the games through instead. So sorry if you were hoping to see some action for that. Um, it'll be much easier when the studio's there and I don't have to take it all apart, put it in a suitcase, drive it across the country and rebuild it. I hope I bring all the cables. But I did, I think, bring all the cables this time, including the USB splitter. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. We sat down, we had our draft teams and we did a little round robin. We played two games, uh, then went for a stake, actually, which, well, I went for stake. It was a mistake, but it was, it was, it was, it was good fun. It was a bad stake, but it was a weather spoon. So what can you expect? Anyway, uh, how do we want to do this? Do we want to do a refresh of the teams we picked to begin with? Yeah, yeah sounds good. All right. Who do we have in this picture here? Looks like we've got a big lizard man. So, Mil, who did you go for in your team? Who did you bring to the pitch on the day for sevens? Right, I brought a Goblin Bomber, a Slan Croxigore, a Slan Catcher. He was everybody's a... favourite on the day. He was brilliant. Um, <laughs> the, a Dwarf Blitzer, a Dwarf Blocker Lineman, a Zombie Lineman, a Wood Elf Lineman, is that it? And a vampire thrall. Oh, yeah, a vampire thrall. Oh, oh yes. where is he? He's not always there. He's been blatted. Scum 41. Um, yeah, no, that was my team composition. And, yeah, it was really good fun, as you can see. I uh, painted them red and orange because those were my reroll colors. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I've got a bit ahead. Um, just for a, kind of like a recap. We we drafted these teams. Um, we set a limit of uh, 650k, not 600 like I drafted my team to, although that did mean I got a desperate measure in on the day, which was hilarious. Um, and part of it was you could pick a colour from your pack, and if you got that colour, you got one reroll on the day to use. So it kind of encouraged you to paint your team with that colour in mind, which I know you guys will talk about as we kind of go. Um, so it was a unique it was a unique kind of experience for that. Uh, so Milton ended up drafting those colours. Trips, I feel like your team's also on here. So why don't you run us through what your final roster was? Yeah, so my final roster was uh, managed to have quite a theme to it. So I was very lucky to get the blood spawn and get him on the pitch. Um, and occasionally actually wanted to play as well. Um, I then had the best thrower in the game, the Imperial Nobility Thrower, uh, who is a souped-up lineman who can pretend to throw. Um, uh, continuing, my f <laughs> yeah. continuing my frenzy theme, I had the Dwarf Troll Slayer from the OWA, um, and I also had a Corn 
lineman, so another bit of frenzy. Uh, and then I had an Imperial Nobility lineman, an Elf Union lineman, a Dark Elf lineman, and to finish it off, a Stabby Stabby Dark Elf. Yeah, the assassin. the assassin. Uh, I loved your roster trips. That heavy frenzy was just brutal. Like it was, it was well put together. That was a well managed draft, actually. Kind of go with a, a frenzy sub theme in sevens was risky. Um, I love the purple bases as well to sneak that reroll yeah. in for purple. That was that was quite a nice easy trick. That was color shifting paints and they worked really well so i should be pleased with that so she'll be using golden colored shift paint for a storm car suit <laughs> <laughs> oh well, i like that idea uh right what's this poorly painted piece of crap team ben what did you go with you for your <laughs> yes. look at it it's ridiculously nice yeah. look at that team man you should have you considered painting for a job <laughs> Don't. Yeah, so <laughs> I went for um, no, I went Necron for... Insight. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, six hundred fifty k. I had the Chaos Renegade Ogre, um, Saurus Blocker, uh, Chaos Beastman, uh, Norse Lineman, uh, an Underworld Blitzer, uh, Blackhawk Goblin, and an Elf High Elf Lineman. Um, and yes. Oh, and a human lineman. Yes. Yeah. He spent all, all the games on the bench, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it was actually, I thought when I, when I brewed up this roster, I thought like, oh, this is going to be really good. Like, I thought this was really good. It, it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. But then it's very, it's a playstyle that I'm not really comfortable with, but we'll get into that. But um, yeah, I also had Nuffles, Spots, and Yellow. Uh, so Spots was one that Ben snuck in there, hoping <laughs> that I get it, and I was left with it. Um, I call shenanigans on that. Yeah, I call so masterful they were like, execution on that one. Yeah, well done, oh. all of us. <laughs> yeah, three hours to process. I think. Oh, these these teams did look so good on the day. Nice uh, cheeky bit of OSO, OSL there on the the glowy drill face. <laughs> So, yeah, he's so, a lovely model. Yeah, it makes me want to. I want to do a brute fun underworld team now. Yeah, I, I used a couple of the brute fun underworld goblins, and I, I, I kind of not, <laughs> kind of not, not used them a lot. And it was like working my way through them. I was like, I love these. These That's are so, so good. good. So uh, my team was uh, pretty good fun. I'm pretty happy with it. We had the uh, the the Skaven Rat Ogre. Uh, we had the Skaven Thrower. So I was well happy with that. The actual best thrower in the game. Then uh, I took a Slan Lineman because Space Frogs for the win. We had an Orc Lineman because Orc Lineman are underrated. We had a Witch Elf because they are just good. Uh, I had a Skink. Now I ended up using a Brute Fun comedian skink instead because i had a little sub theme here this was a pub team uh and that model was easier to kind of convert for him to be uh using his sticky tongue to to grab his little canister of beer also known as a tankard and then i had two goblins one was an underworld goblin one was a real goblin and the underworld goblin had two heads so i printed out the brute fun model with two heads and i was really i was really happy with that so my little shtick was painting them very quickly using a liberal amount of wash. But on the digital side, I got some little beer cups and I, I kind of converted every single model, except for the goblins, because they're just goblins, to have a little tankard in one way or another, which... I absolutely I, love this theme. I thought that, oh. was, thought that was quite quite good fun. And 
was very easy to do so i just printed them so like their little chameleon skink is licking it the you know shooting the tongue out and grabbing it the brute the the, the rat ogre's got a massive tankard in his hand uh i kind of figured you know sevens they love a good beer and uh, yeah. that was that was my vibe i went with green and blue because they're the podcast colors and i drafted green and i completely forgot that i had that reroll. <laughs> uh, i've literally just realized uh, uh well uh, well i just realized i had desperate measure and i never used my wizard ian oh you didn't oh look how sad ian looks about uh, that yeah if, o- if only both players i played forgot to use their wizard as their desperate measure i remembered my wizard it was deep oh, into the second off, half yeah. Um, yeah but yeah so yes i mean guys how was how was building and putting the teams together it was a lot of fun it was a really good project and i think i'd really recommend it just for that aspect of having this like ragtag group of 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 things i i think like we never could have done this three years ago no because there was not the printing aspect of it yeah um yeah i think that that's would be my first rule is that if you're going to do this and make a ragtag team you need to know someone with a printer Yes, because they will become your best friend, and you will print, be printing them off. We're fortunate enough that there's a fair number of printers and far too many STLs in our libraries. So, <laughs> I think for nearly every positional uh, and player, there was choice uh, and detail. And I think Milton, you were trying to get one of every third party uh, make into your team. Yeah, initially, but in the end, I, like I just yeah, that was quite challenging to do i mean there was some i think like was it the thrall that was <laughs> yeah. a bit of a a tough pick wasn't it and um i thought yeah. my suggestion I, was good for the thrall yeah. oh no your thrall was excellent <laughs> <laughs> also named the just... entire team yeah no no, no the thrall the one you used yeah the one i used oh yeah absolutely um um yeah but that didn't plan out but the, the the ones i ended up with were great and i just i just loved having like, like my, mine was kind of a like a well i had three dwarves albeit one of them was a zombie dwarf so it was quite a dwarf heavy team but um oh, just well, a lot of fun. yes i mean to be fair milton's been quite busy recently but didn't actually get his roster in so when i printed out the models the zombie was missing from the roster <laughs> uh so uh i didn't send him a zombie no uh, but you used one of the spare dwarves instead we'll remind him of this in the next tournament <laughs> when he sends angry emails to people yeah. anyway uh talking of rosters how was everyone's custom mercenary uh for their roster was it was it good uh, personally uh, lord borak was amazing for me um wow. <laughs> Uh, go back and listen to last week's episode uh that one oh the goblin bomber was wicked uh no the sum 41 human guy was was, was excellent no uh, so uh, we had a few skills as well uh so i went really boring i chucked leader on my thrower and forgot i had leader on my thrower until my thrower got his head knocked off uh, in the first game, I put block on the rat ogre, which I forgot until my second game. Uh, and then I put two heads on a goblin, and I'm pretty sure he died quite early on in both games. So I did put skills on my guys, trips. Um, I went with um, 
continuing the frenzy theme, I gave the Bloodspawn horns, uh, so uh, I was not afraid of anything all day other than the inevitable one I would roll. Um, I angry gave... bear in that first match. <laughs> yes. I, I gave the uh, thrower accurate because um, you <laughs> need to skill up your Imperial Nobility Thrower Try to actually fix throw. the thrower. Yeah, and um, it did come in. I did use uh, a throw in the second game, so very useful. And without a doubt, my best skill and my most used was I gave my Imperial Nobility Lineman Guard oh, and then rotated my Frenzy pieces around him to the much annoyance of both of my opponents. That was beautifully handled, actually. That was a, that was a top-tier skill pick. Milton, I'm going to come back round to you. BT, uh -huh. skill-wise, what did you rock? So I went for block on the Saurus because all day, every day. Um, boring pick, but it's standard. I actually had quite a lot of block in this team as a result. Um, I went with uh, SS kick. It was not <laughs> kick. It was um, strip ball on the uh, Beastman. Um, figured with a lack of sure hands across the players, you know, when you can't rely on that, triple becomes pretty good. Especially um, when you're blitzing with strength four. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I went with two heads on the Skaven Blitz, on the Underworld Blitzer. Um, dodge would have been the better pick, but I figured I'm already taking block. I think dodge is a bit boring. So do something a bit different. Take two heads. Um, I don't think it would have been a better pick. I think I think that was. I thought that was excellent. In our game, it was good. He rolled a lot of twos um, against Milton. He. Uh, <sighs> Not. not so much <laughs> he just yeah. got punched so yeah yeah maybe that should have been yeah, nice okay talking to milton let me just uh zoom in on all of your skills uh let's put them over here let's move the camera to here okay. we have the special sound effect for this player which is boo <laughs> so milton you love a good Hello. day <laughs> <laughs> Look, so I, the thing was initially because I top decked the bomber and I thought like I just like got Exodia or something <laughs> it's like <laughs> heart of the cards and I just got so fixated on the bomber and I was like oh yeah I'll just I'll give him pass and I'll give him you know like I'll, I'll stack skills on him and whatever and then I played at Sandbowl and I learned what slang can potentially do the hard way. <laughs> um, Space frogs with a lot win. of with a lot of dead frogs. But what it what it did do was kind of highlight how incredible the slang catcher is. Yes, he's as a, a player, gutter runner. Yeah, and I thought, well, hang on a second. It's a slightly smaller pitch, and he's got movement seven. <laughs> And he's got Pogo. The biggest downfall to him is obviously his um Is his it strength. his H2 plus? Oh, no, okay. Uh, <laughs> his, his strength and his armor. And I was like, right. And I did ask several times, are we allowed to stack skills? You did, yeah. I think I asked three times before I went ahead and did it, and I gave him block, dodge, and sprint. Well, I figured the pitch is like 10, it's only 20 squares long, isn't it? So you can, if you can get to the halfway line, you can score in one turn, um, which uh, I'll talk about in a bit. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he'll, he worked out very well. 
I feel like a skilled arms like with a bunch of dwarves is an incredible setup. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Even at no. strength two, Griffo Boiled is pretty good, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I personally am a big fan of stacking skills. What it does, it, it creates good stories. We saw this when we do the seven super series. There's always a couple of characters in that in that series who get the second skill and they become like real special like and that's what we saw here with this um with the old slant catcher and it was just it was so good it, it was a proper little story um so we played two games first round and uh, your first game milk was against ben it was so do you guys want to just give us a bit of a, a an overview of how the game went any particular highs lows or screaming well, it was it was it was a hard battle. Um, by that I mean an easy one for Milton. Well, there's there's one photo in there that I think highlights how Ben felt about. Oh yeah, do you want to bring that one up? There you go. Yeah, is that the slam catcher? No, that was that was the bomber. I think that was the time where I threw, what was it, the, the five plus bomb? <laughs> yeah, Not yeah, after you'd already done the six plus bomb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's that stupid bomber. And Milton was just being like, oh, I'll just throw a bomb. What do I need? Uh, didn't even know what he needed. Just, I'll like, just throw just... a bomb from one end of the pitch to the other. Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's a six. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got that. Brilliant. And there was a time where I, you know, I thought I could get this ball. And I, I think I had the ball. I had a, few people safe way away from the bomber uh but then you just uh oh, i was after your blitz as well wasn't it so you got me yeah. blitz in the oh, second half wow. brought the slam catcher around he then just yeeted the bomb across half the pitch <laughs> took out my entire de defense and your slam catcher was just like oh just grab just that thing my knees, yeah <laughs> and just scored with a sprint and oh so stupid uh, <laughs> and that's when i took that photo yeah, yeah. I, well, the thing was, is like the the, the doors, like the, the crocs and the doors, um, just wouldn't go down. You know, with the high, no. you know, even when they went down, they don't stay down. You might say and they get then, back up again, though. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just you had a really you had a really balanced team because you had the real breakaway and agility, and the rest of your players just mm. was tough to move. And like with my team, which was all kind of about. Is very like, you know, mid rangey move things aside, get the run the ball down. It was just so hard to move you, and any mistake was just like slam catcher two plus two plus two plus two plus. Cool. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, yeah, uh, they're so good. I agree with you, Ben. Great team. I didn't use my DM in this one either because what did I? I got the foul one, didn't I? Where I could like foul as yeah, many times as I wanted in the drive. But I mean... not a great one for sevens, not really. Mm. No. no. But didn't you manage to argue the call as well with the bomb? Oh, yes. Really yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, after the first half. <laughs> yeah. So Bomber came back for the second half. <laughs> he was just so annoying. He was so annoying. Even when I was <laughs> keeping him busy with the, the Norse lineman. He didn't even, like, move. I just, like, he didn't care. I just, like, chucking bombs everywhere. <laughs> and that was oh, with yeah. the nerfed rule set, right? Yes, yep. it was without the mighty blow and all the other bits and pieces. Because you never fumbled it. You're on a five and a six every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah, but the the, the 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 I never managed to achieve across either game. What I really wanted to do was that ten square sprint from 
the, the, the middle of the pitch into it, and I just couldn't achieve it. Ah, cheeky high um, kick, put him in the mid zone, catch on a three plus, doesn't work. And then just pick it on yeah. a two plus, run it in, cheeky one turn touchdown. Mm, that would have been good, but it worked well anyway. So Trips and I got to play first round, uh, which was really good. You can see the teams all lined up here, and a, very much a game of two halves. Uh, you destroyed my team in the first half trips. Yeah, they were you. You, you uh, ran ran them beautifully up to me, and uh, I decided to frenzy mad every, everywhere on them. Other than the Bloodspawn, who I think for three of the first four turns, even with a blitz, decided that he just didn't want to do anything. And it's like, if I'm going to roll a one, just not for that. I was like, I'm not going to dodge today because I don't want to roll one. So. <laughs> he took, a bit, of, he took a bit of warming up, the Bloodspawn, but once he got going, that horns frenzy combo, being able to outblitz my big guy, just it just yeah. was horrific. And yeah, I overcommitted. So I uh, won the roll, elected to kick because I was like, well, I'll make him come to me. And then uh, immediately there was a, I don't know if you failed to pick it up or something. There was, or something happened and I saw an opportunity to press right at the beginning. So I did. Yeah. And it was a massive mistake because then it was just like, guard here, frenzy two die block, block, block. Uh, it was it was carnage. You absolutely ploughed my team into oblivion in the first half, uh, taking out my leader thrower before I could remember to use the leader reroll. Uh, I think you even took out the rat ogre at one point as well. Yeah, the rat ogre went down. I think I, I think I managed to stab the uh, thrower off, which was oh quite no, you fun. didn't. No, you stabbed the witch elf. Or was it? Oh, stabbed the witch elf. Mm. Yes. It was that was one of those rare occasions. You're like, hang on a second, the assassin is already in base contact. <laughs> Let's give stab a go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, you did get to uh, to drive down and you controlled the first half, got the touchdown, and then my second half uh, was was a was a, a different story. I had the wizard on my desperate measure, which was wicked. So I blew up some guys right on the get go for the kickoff, uh, and then just kind of moved up. And um, just, just I can't remember how did I do it in the end? Was it the? Can't remember if it was a cheeky, cheeky, cheeky play or just uh, got lucky with a. Oh, I did, yeah, because we went up to the side and then I got lucky. Yeah, it was, went up to the side and then yeah, yeah. Dark Elf got Pushed her through. revenge, yeah. uh, and ended up being a one-all. But that frenzy grind was always really well done. It was a. It, I just I think it was a really well drafted team. Um, and it was horrible. <laughs> it was really horrible. Well, it, it definitely made the pitch smaller because you were very aware of the amount of frenzy, and effectively, it cut two two mm. uh, squares off the side, and and what it meant is everyone just rushed to the middle, and that rushing to the middle with a guard piece to rotate around really really helped because I was I was able to to block block through and then position the guard player to to save me for, for next turn so yeah so did that guard piece really help then yeah really really helped i think i mean you got i had three frenzy pieces who were probably all using guard during their turn to to wow. uh, strength up um and it meant the blood spawn just wasn't afraid of the rat ogre in any way at all because it's like well mm -hmm. it's guard 
there's horns. God, orblets. It was yeah. yeah. I, I could I can actually afford to overcommit on the frenzy and yeah. still get away with it. Now I got lucky on kick on the knockout rolls actually because I think you you popped off my leader boy and everyone else was just a KO yeah. and they came back eventually, uh, which was really good. Which I got away with it because I did go for a very light team with two goblins and a skink yeah. being low uh, low strength. It was definitely a bit of a vulnerability. And then I think the best armor I had was the ogre. The, the rat ogre and the, the slan lineman other than the, the orc. Now, the orc was brilliant. He just oh. hung around with the rat ogre and just got knocked down and he would just roll over and just move on with his life. It was okay. superb. That's an excellent combo. I was very happy with that. I think that was a successful draft pick. Rat ogres love an orc to hit. You know, yeah. armor 10... Well, yeah. I, think, like, yeah. I think at least four times it happened, and yeah. you know, every time it's just the orc was just like, well, "That's fine, I'll, I'll yeah. be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll catch up with him in a minute." Ah, <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was a wicked one. So uh, yeah, we end up drawing. I think trips you had me on casualties by one. Yeah, on that one, which was very 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 cool. And then we went into the the second series of games. Uh, who did he played who on the second round? Let's see if we can get a nice. Nice picture here. Uh, so Milton and I had each other in the second game, and uh, we had the Ben off as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, trips, Milt. Let's go with yours to begin with. Well, ours started interesting because we rolled for a blizzard. Yeah, and I think awesome. that that defined the whole game. To be perfectly honest, um, it came up a lot. Yeah, I think I I think I failed at least three rolls thanks to the blizzard. Well, the rushes, were they? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, you do end up having to rush a little when you frenzied, because you just yeah, true, running away by nature and um, yeah. Oh well, yeah, here, corn here, hates a blizzard, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Here was the other big thing. So I had one reroll left coming into that game. And you had three? Yeah, so, I'd managed to save all from the first one. But you burn all three of them by, like, turn two? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Typical trips way. Oh, I can't fail that. One, reroll one. Excellent. There we go. <laughs> um, we, we ended up with a... It was a one-all, wasn't it? So... Yeah. It was... Yeah, it was a really interesting game. I think trips was frustrating. I mean, you held the bomber off really well. Like you kept the bomber sort of at bay, and he wasn't really so much of a problem for you. No, I managed to. He uh, he didn't do too well first couple of turns. Managed to get the assassin on the bomber, um, and then the bomber decided to uh, bomb himself, mm. um, which I was devastated about. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, Matt, uh, you'd ha you had the ball off the kickoff, and I managed to to collapse in the team very much as I'd done against Ben in the first uh, turn. But then uh, space flying hopper manic dude did absolutely leapt himself out of trouble and run away. Um, and I had a, had a chance of a blitz against him up against the sideline. And of course, that's where the blizzard came in and, and quite royally uh, slipped me over. So Milton got, got the got the score controlled the first half uh the second half the frenzy rolls 
came a bit more in my in my favour, uh, and it, I think I had the numbers advantage in the. You did off. you well with the bomber gone. I think you casualtyed one and KO'd two, um, and that was enough to, you know, leave me with so few players that you were able to work your way around that. Yeah, so I managed forgot to use... my wizard. I should have yeah. used my wizard. <laughs> managed to uh, use the imperial nobility. Managed to do a pass with running pass back to uh, an elf. Um, it was that was where it was really handy having elf linemen because that gave me additional ball carriers and catchers for the the thrower. Um, and, and managed to escape up the sideline to uh, to score and, and level it up to one all. Now, most importantly of all, I believe you nuked the purple frog, didn't you? Finally nuked. He got KO'd. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was at that point when uh, the player advantage started tilt. He was. He was in trouble then because oh, yeah. uh, uh, I, I I could afford to locate him with several players, uh, including the bloodspawn. <laughs> and the six nine blocks. We did yeah. watch that with a uh, eager. Eager eyes, didn't we? At the end of the game, there being like, please kill him, please kill him, please kill him. He got knocked out. Like, Damn. Yes, you might have all the skills, but if you're frenzy three die blocking, uh, yeah. then sooner or later you are going to find the right outcome. <laughs> Just fishing for, fishing for murder. Absolutely wicked. Uh, so yeah, then BT travelled all mm. the way down to my table. We racked up. And I can't tell if I took many photos of this game, actually. Because... I didn't either. Yeah, I was thinking that. Maybe we will just... Uh... I have to just remember how it went. Do you I remember can't remember how it went. Any of uh, the game. Was it 2-1 to you? Yeah, I think it was. Um, it, it was. I feel like it was an entirely unremarkable game, right? There, was, there were times when... Um... Oh, I remember this. <laughs> was this the Saurus who caught it? Or... Oh no no! Wow. Yeah, that was your that was your that was your your touchdown. It was like yeah, a, I needed a handoff to Saurus. Yolo it. Yeah, um, handoff to the Saurus. He was able to score on a five plus. So that that made it one all, didn't it? And then you scored. I I how have we forgotten this game? I I was there being like, well. I think I was really interested in Milton's catcher die. Yeah, I think, I think we were just waiting for the catcher die. <laughs> no, I know that yeah. early on, uh, the ball went left, then your Beastman runner went in to protect it. My Rat Ogre went over and nuked him off the pitch. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. you counter-nuked the Rat Ogre off the pitch, which meant we played with like much less players. It was your No, it was your Witch Elf. It was the Witch Elf. So you you would kind of run around to steal the ball off the side cage. Oh yeah. And your witch elf had done that, and I chain pushed the witch elf past the rat ogre, and then came in and pushed her off. So she was gone. Oh, um, there she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Just yeah. as she goes. And that's yeah. That's when that she got chain pushed off. Um, which I think is then when I took it back and maybe got into the saurus. Oh no! No, no. This then. is when this nonsense was happening all the way down the end. Oh yeah, you couldn't pick it up for like three turns. That's mm -hmm. why I can't remember the game because nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a really good game with two heads, which was excellent because it meant that he was just free as a bird with movement seven was excellent. He could come yeah. down here and just harass, harangue. I'm pretty sure I did manage to eventually pick up the ball. And... Yeah, you so you failed a bunch in a row, and then I had a chance to blitz you freely. And rolled double skull. And we're yes. just like, okay, well, great. Nothing's happening down that end of the pitch. And then you did get the ball free. And uh, they just gave him things. Yeah, I think I might have handed off to a goblin and scored at the end. 
I think so. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, um, your orc didn't do much in our game. Uh, your rat ogre didn't need to hit him. Um, no, I don't think he did. He did a huge amount. Uh, the annoying ones were the thrower. The thrower was really annoying. Your um, uh, goblin, two-headed goblin, was annoying. Yeah, he was um, excellent. Yeah, he was brilliant. I loved him to bits. He was great. It was a tough, yeah, tough matchup. I think, uh, yeah, I think I was a bit um, guided with how the team played. I think I was expecting so much more out of my team and then having them just be like, oh, I'm just not getting the dice rolls. And I'd burn all my rerolls trying to kill stupid Griff. And Rob <laughs> <laughs> Griff, yeah. Oh, but anyway. um, it's, re it's really felt... funny. It's really funny you say that because I was super unconfident in my team because I'd taken the bomber and I was like, oh, this is probably like, just going to backfire on me completely and I'm not going to know what to do. I've got loads of slow dwarves. The crocs isn't going to be able to pick up the ball. So I've really only got like, like a couple of things, but then it like completely flipped and like, I, yeah, I was impressed by how it played out. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so those were our games. We decided against to go in for round three. We decided we'd go for dinner instead and be all civilized. And we did. It was a really good day. Um, so talking of the draft what what went well what would we want to do differently next time i think you know for me the picking of the players was excellent having that six weeks to put the team together and build it was just a really fun hobby goal because it's sevens as well it yeah. you know you, you draft in i can't remember how many players we actually draft in the end probably something like 12 um you're only picking sort of eight i mean trips went all in and painted up this whole roster just to use the spare model <laughs> excuse me the spare models as, as re-rolls which was, I think, yeah, was a, dedication. A little, a little bit showy, to be honest. <laughs> well, I, I thought I'd go for quantity of models rather than uh, quality. <laughs> having seen Ben's uh, first work in progress, and gone, yeah, I'm going to paint all of mine just so I've painted. Yeah, just despite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, certainly didn't paint all of them. Didn't even remember I had the Saurus until the week before. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. That was good. Um, so yeah, the actual draft I thought was was excellent. Building the team was excellent. The skills worked out great, uh, and I think the, the question is, what 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 would we want to do differently next time? Because this was was brilliant. Yeah, we did say we definitely would um, change up the draft to have more positionals. That yes, was like point number did. one. Yeah, um, we had a bit of lineman saturation, which I think in theory was like ideal because I kind of like the idea of picking linemen in sevens, but then it made the draft a bit less interesting because yeah. you didn't quite have, like, the pool to pick yeah. from. Like, your positionals were kind of set in stone. So, um, yeah. So I think we'll probably trade off one lineman, maybe not have everyone have a big guy. Was that yeah, I think, yeah, I think we said we'd bundle the big guys in with the positionals. Yeah. Um, and then it would be four positionals and three linemen per pack, I think we said. Yeah, Which, and a colour. Yeah, because yeah. we ended up, there was too many big guys kicking around. Yes, yeah. people had two or three. Uh, big guys in the draft and you're like well we can yeah. just about squeeze one on yeah. yeah so we get to see more positionals doing it that way which i i think is yeah bang on the money makes a big guy more of a choice as well sometimes you might not you might want one you might not want one yeah yeah um what was the point number two wasn't it about skill draft you guys were talking about yes. skill drafting yeah so mm. um and and this was ben's idea in the in the week but i think this would really work for the whole theme is that we would t do the draft with the tweaks that we've just discussed there, but then actually do a draft of skills as well. 
Um, so you could both try and get skills for for your roster, or you could try and draft out a skill so that nobody else has it. So a good example of that would be you could try and go there for a stunty edge team and then pick up tackle so nobody else can have tackle. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, but it would mean solid. we'd only get what, uh, one of each skill and we'd probably end up with a few different skills being used because it would be a case of going, well, I've drafted defensive, maybe I'll see if it does anything. <laughs> in sevens potentially not yeah i think what we bandied about was potentially doing one pack draft so uh we did two packs of seven cards with a, a color thing <clears throat> as well uh so what we'd kind of do is do one pack draft some players then draft your skills because you can be like right i've already got this player so i'm looking for this skill for that player or then maybe you see a skill and you're like oh that would be good if i could land a player with mutation access i'll take yeah. two heads because that could be great and then when the final pack comes which is another player pick you could be like well actually i'm gonna scope out and go for that pick as well so you kind of get this kind of three round structure to build out your team which i think is i think it's pretty deep actually i think that could be really I think, good yeah <clears throat> I, i'm really keen to try it um yeah i think we should do it so pretty soon so the question is do we do gutter bowl or do we do sevens again oh i think considering we didn't uh record it i think sevens again yeah, yeah. Um, yeah i mean twist my arm to play sevens <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it works really well for the for the format because i think we 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 did a little looking at the rosters the, the day beforehand. We, I think everyone felt they had a roster they could play with. We had a couple of higher strength rosters, a couple of faster rosters. No one had a massive weakness in their roster. No one had a massive mm -hmm. advantage in the, in their roster. Um, um, it it did a lot of the games were going to come come down to a bit of the dice rolling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think we should do that then. I think that's I think that's great. <clears throat> I think uh, and it, uh, and that bit about how much it drove us to all do a bit of hobby and, and do it. And as as Milton said, really enjoying painting one-off miniatures, but one-off miniatures as part of a, a small team. Uh, that was that was almost more more fun than uh, than the watching the uh, little grift eye. <laughs> no, nothing was more fun than that, admittedly. <laughs> um. I guess the only the only thing I'd kind of think we might we might want to do is I'm not not saying force, but one thing we had here because we we printed a card for every player in the game, all thirty teams, all twenty nine teams with yeah. all the you know we had one one of everything um, mm. is potentially if Games Workshop does drop a new team before we do the draft, like. It, find a way to include the players from that new team in the packs that we actually use just yeah. so that we can get some experience using that player type i think that could be quite a cool twist because the good Maybe thing is instead of the color we randomly add a player type of the new team yeah that's that's yeah. kind of what i was thinking i think that's, sure. that's well actually i was thinking we put, we put them in with the skills um because oh okay but actually player draft might be or we do no 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 that's too much that's too much we don't even know what's going to happen 
because we talked about potentially theming the draft as well because it gives you so many options that you could go well actually do we just leave it with tier two and tier three teams do we leave it stunty um we absolutely started thinking about how many secret team positionals we could sneak into the draft packs and and uh, wonder why milton's drafted all the sharks again exactly because you could kind of do the maths based on how many players you need um and you could theme your draft per like let's say you wanted to do a sylvanian spotlight draft you could potentially pick a bunch of teams you think is appropriate and just use the players from those teams to give yourself a, a theme and you could double up some teams to to make it more beneficial because uh, you could kind of go that way or like secret teams or you know I, I think there's a lot there's a lot of scope in this this time doing it with absolutely everything was perfect i think that's exactly what we should do again as long as there's mm -hmm. a way to get the new shiny involved because i think it's just that's the that's the fun part of drafting anyway if you're playing magic or anything you want the new shinies you want to draft shellob uh and have that sweet <laughs> eight drop although although i find that the ollie fonts was were excellent in the lord of the rings oh, magic, so. and that, yeah that was, yeah, that was a big boy. Wicked when they attack, you give someone else trample and it's just murder. Ah, <laughs> oh, good old Oddie Fonts. But no, I thought it was awesome fun. Uh, it was a great way to just chill out and get some games in as well, which is cool. And a nice, like, we painted a bunch of models. And, yeah. you know, it takes, like, Ben never paints anything. So it's no, so good never. to get. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Any more for any more guys or should we wrap up uh i'm good yeah i'm good i just thought that was really fun <laughs> yeah so yeah, that's great and, and, and it was it was a really nice in between league things uh for everyone i think it was sevens is, is the way to do it because yeah you, you get a bit of fun you get a, a couple of games in was absolutely the the way to go and yeah i i will i will miss my little team that i pulled together and yeah. uh definitely looking forward to the next one yeah i look forward to uh drafting my next slang captain <laughs> well i'm just thinking i might get a gutter runner this time um uh, I, I guess if you if you're running a club there is definitely a like there's, a, there's an organizational factor to this where getting together to do the full draft can be a bit of a challenge like for us it, it's fine there's only four of us but i mean it's still not the easiest thing in the world. If you're going to do it on a larger basis, I recommend going back and looking up the hangover bowl stuff that Ben organized before. Um, mm. Because the way that was structured was excellent. So like Trips just said, like a good little in-between league thing. If your players aren't organized to scratch build teams, which is fair enough, because we're very blessed with our situation, actually grab a bunch of plastic sprues from Games Workshop and mix them all up. Give everybody what to and let them build a sevens team out of that. That was a fantastic way to do it as well. Um, and I think, you know, it's just a great way. I mean, this is why we love Bonehead Bowl is because it's just it's just a whole bunch of Blood Bowl games that you are not going to play again. And it's that freshness of the challenge. Plus, you just get like this massive injection of ownership of your franchise as well. Because you're like, I've picked these players. I'm going to paint these players cohesively. I'm going to skill them up. I'm going to do some stuff with it. And it just... Yeah, it was wicked. So, yes, thank you, guys. That was great fun. I will definitely well, probably get another one in this year, I reckon, before yeah, before, before the Sproglands. But, oh, brilliant. It's nice to catch up with everybody. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. We're going to wrap up. Thanks very much for watching. We'll be back soon with more bubble content. Happy blocking.
happy drafting really thanks very much for watching we really appreciate your support if you want to support the channel even further please like and subscribe it really does help us out or come join us on youtube members or in patreon where you can get exclusive access to some content some loot early access to basically everything we do as well as regular competitions or you can pick up some Bonehead Podcast loot either on our website at boneheadpodcast.com. We've got the Dungeon Bowl things. We've got tokens and stuff like that. Or on our Spreadshirt site as well. Everything you do just helps us make more content and hopefully do it of better quality. Anyway, thank you very much for watching. Happy blocking.